Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. That's good. Did you have a a fantastic weekend of being a pop idol? Uh, Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun in there. I will go over that a bit later, but... uh... If you didn't know, I've been into K-pop, and that tap idol just pushed pushed me right over the edge, so I did end up getting Tokyo Mirage Sessions, even though I had not planned on getting it right away originally. Right. So, And you did get it, and we are going to talk about it. Uh, not necessarily in the Outrealm Gate to a large degree, but definitely post-show we will have a, uh, I don't know, would you call it a light spoiler discussion saved for after uh, the, the intro, outro? More or less. Um, I don't plan on discussing much that um, story-wise that happens past Chapter 1. Uh, there's one uh, Fire Emblem-related thing that occurs uh, after Chapter 3, I think it was, that I'm going to mention, but... If you want to go in completely, um, you know, clean, not knowing anything, then we'll do that after the outro. So makes sense. All right. Well, we will get to that eventually, folks. But as we always do, we start with the banners. Uh, okay, we've got the revival banners that includes Saber, Sonia, and Lind. Sigurd in Lewin's battle ends on the twenty eighth. So get on it. Air of Light goes until the thirtieth of January. Tempest Trials goes until the 31st, and then we head into February closings with Happy New Year on the 1st, New Year's of Fire and Ice on the 1st, Heroes with Chill Skills, so cool, on the 1st, Renewed Spirit on the 6th, New Heroes A Star is Born on the 7th, and finally Hostile Springs on the 24th, all the way until the 24th of February. Eddie, uh, how have your summons gone this week? Uh, well, I hopped into the Tokyo Mirage Sessions banner, uh, trying to get a Sparks Nevada, I mean a Subasa, um, and got pity broken. Uh, not technically, I guess, since it was before I even got a pity rate by a Dimitri, though. Um, I kept going, uh, and I think it was either just after I got a pity rate again, or actually got a pity rate once again just before, I did actually get a Subasa. Um did free summons on most of the other banners and finally got around to using up those um uh summon tickets that we had the quest for and i think i got like another new year's uh azura off of those free summon tickets other than that nothing of note yeah i uh i i didn't do much summoning i i did have some orbs kicking around so i did a little bit on the yeah, I, I, I always hesitated to call it the TMS banner and seeing that kind of thrown around and, you know, I'm a big fan of Scott Johnson's work and I'm thinking like the morning stream banner. Are we like summoning <laughs> podcasters and guest hosts? Um, it, it's kind of hard to say TMS pound or sharp FE. <laughs> pound. What uh, is this? A phone system? <laughs> Press pound now. Yeah, for I mean, I make sure I type in the full TMS sharp FE thing in Discord. Mm hmm. So that you know I'm not talking about TMS, because I do listen to TMS as well. But mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to just say TMS. Oh, it, it, it so much is. Yeah, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. And I did uh, 
I did look at that banner. I was thinking of getting the Rocket Horse Lady, which I I believe is Subasa. Is that how is it? The T is yes. silent. Subasa with Sita. Subasa with Sita. Yeah, certainly sounds or like Kobasa, but um, which is delicious, mind you. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I didn't get anything. I have no idea who any of these people are, but I've learned so much this week. Thanks to, yeah, so. uh, thanks to this game. So yeah. yeah if, if you were in discord uh, a few minutes ago, we did discuss the fact that it does not have any English voice acting. So it's all Japanese and the chatter in battle is, uh, not subtitled at all. So I hear a lot of Tsubasa and Tsuki. It's key so and all that <laughs> as yeah. they call at each other constantly during the battle. And I have no clue what they're saying. As I told Opera, I've become convinced that they're uh, critiquing my gameplay saying I'm horrible at this. So, <laughs> Well, I, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll talk, we're going to definitely going to talk about TMS later on TMS sharp F E and uh, I'll get my questions in there. And we're going to talk about it uh, during the show as well because we have a whole new banner to discuss. It's been two weeks. Um, but before we jump into that, what do we have look at, looking looking? What do we have looking for us in the next week? What do we have to look forward to is what well, I was trying to say. Uh, coming up tomorrow morning, we should be getting the banner for the voting gauntlet as well as details on what that voting gauntlet is going to be about. Um, as well as... Uh, the day after, or a little bit of that, brain farts. Um, we have the Grand Hero Battle Revival of Cynthia coming on the 28th. Uh, we should have the Mythic Hero and Mythic Legendary Battles coming on the 30th, as well as the Voting Gauntlet starting that day. Uh, Heroes with Valor Banner uh, starting on the 1st of February. And the third anniversary... Little bit, Third anniversary celebration starting uh, next time we record on the 2nd of February. Sweet. So that third anniversary celebration, we're going to have something to talk about next week, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. Um, I have, considering the voting gauntlet banner and the voting gauntlet timing, I have a guess. Although, no, that wouldn't work, would it? Never mind. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, well, we'll find out soon enough, and we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, part of me was thinking that um, it was, I mean, it might be another alt versions of a character, but I was thinking it might be a um, brother-sister banner, but then I remembered that uh, if it is Leaf, because I've seen people speculating Leaf again, Leaf would not fit in brother-sister battle, so because mm. his sister isn't around. No. Oh, man, way to bring up but that one. Not his sister, like I felt she should have been. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, let's uh, let's move on into the news because we've got see. Well, speaking actually of the third anniversary celebration, we have CYL four running, which is choose your legend, and we got some yes. interim voting results. And Eddie, you want to talk a bit about that? Uh, yes, uh, we did get the new banner this week early, coming out of left field based on Tokyo Mirage sessions a few days after we recorded and. It was almost a week before the banner itself launched. Uh, but we also got the launch of the CYL Choose Your Legends 4 running for seven days. Uh, about five or six of them are already passed at this point. Uh, I think today is the fifth day, so if we get it out tonight, it'll be five. We'll see what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, to celebrate the... Uh, um, 
I got some other info in here. Uh, they also have some other events for Tokyo Mirage Sessions, that tap battle that I mentioned, and the Tempest Trial, uh, which we'll go over Itsuki, who you get from the Tempest Trial, uh, shortly. Uh, we did get an update after the first two days of voting, and uh, not surprisingly, the new hotness of Three Houses is dominating, with seven of the top ten women being from Three Houses. Uh, the guys only managed to score five of those top ten. Uh, and if you expand to the full 20, there's only two additional ones added into the listing there. Uh, however, the three houses is dominating the winning spots of one through four or one and two on both sides, with Claude and Dimitri uh, currently in the lead on the men's side. Uh, Claude over Dimitri. And on the women's side, um, I was kind of surprised to see that it's Lysithia and not Dorothea who's in the number two slot behind Edelgard. Uh, these are only after two full days of voting. It came out on the third day of the Choose Your Legends, so a lot can change. You know, like a lot of people are uh, campaigning for Marth because, you know, Marth is more... Marth and Roy are the two kind of characters that are the banner characters for the saga for the series uh having been the first two introduced into smash and yet mars still has not won cyl hmm so yeah a lot of people are kind of bummed that marth is uh is being they figured this was marth's year but then they they probably didn't think oh three house we knew three houses was gonna dominate i mean honestly like it's filled with characters that are perfect cyl fodder right and Three Houses has been kind of like Awakening, one of those games that has really transcended just Fire Emblem fans. Mm-hmm. And unlike Awakening, I think it has less division amongst the actual Fire Emblem fans to begin with. Yeah, well, so. there's a, there's lots in there for everyone with four separate paths and three schoolings of, of heroes. It's you kind of your your most folks have found sort of their their favorite house right so um yep. it's still interesting to see edelgard sort of come out on top considering that character's arc um but hey <laughs> more power to you i guess uh <laughs> no spoilers I mean, her arc's not necessarily bad per se i mean you originally played signing with her not against her i did i so. did but still <laughs> i mean i i don't know it's tough to say without going into spoilers but I, I get it i understand she's one of the main characters she's female um she's one of the main characters she was very heavily in the advertisements you know so oh yeah for sure well um yeah that's and, interesting I mean, hopefully this isn't too spoilery but she's it's not like she's evil she's taking what seems to be a kind of harsh path towards her goals, but she doesn't have evil goals in mind. That makes sense. No, that makes sense. Might not if you haven't played it, so probably not to be spoilery. I I don't think that's spoilery um, to say that she isn't evil. I mean, you can say that about all the characters, I think, if you... I haven't played all the paths, but I don't think any of the... I don't think any of the character, any of the main lords are evil, right? I think that's a safe thing to say. I mean, it's not a spoiler to look at the the leading 
uh, the, the, in the leading men category where you have Dimitri, he's literally got an eye patch, which I mean, come on, like that's, that's as close to evil as you get. Right. But it does, doesn't make him quote unquote evil. Uh, interesting how someone who has poor luck in battle yet survives it is automatically evil in the book. Well, it's just an eye patch, right? Oh yeah. And I guess by that rule, um, Kyria is evil too, right? Who? Kyria, one of the characters from the new banner. She's got an eye patch or a whole setup covering one of her eyes. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. She does look a little evil. I mean, her uh, her mirage is Tharja, so we know how it is. We do know how it is. Uh, but yeah, it's an interesting sort of look at these. And again, um, I, you know, here here I'll say this: I'm surprised that. Lysithia? 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 Lysithia. Lysithia, thank you. Thanks for letting me uh, let me uh, spin on that one for a little bit. Um, oh, I got to give something for us to discuss in Discord. <laughs> so Lysithia, I was surprised to see her so high up, and I know I didn't play her route, but I did. I did. I was able to recruit her in in my route of um, uh, uh, Edelgard against the church. Right, but I'm surprised she's so high up. Does she have a really good, like Bernadetta? I get Byleth. I understand. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's more of power. Okay, because I've noticed. Um, I've been watching through Phoenix Master One's playthrough of three uh, Golden Deer, and heard from a lot of other people that Lysithia often tends to be quite a powerhouse. Um, I think in his playthrough in chapter four, or maybe it was uh, the second time you bump into a Death Knight, uh, where she managed to take him out, you know, mm. pretty handily. Oh, okay. Uh, so I think it's kind of a power level. She's in. She does have a very interesting story. Once you find out more about her and other connections that. Uh, to discuss further would spoil things mm-hmm. but uh, well, so it's uh it's interesting it's really cool to look at this i wonder if the, i i guess they're probably not going to give us another interim result we'll probably just get the final results right um uh if we were going to get it i would have expected to get it today they might give us one tomorrow but they usually only do one it just felt like it was really early for them to do it at this point but mm-hmm. that's when they decided to do it and i don't know when exactly they took the actual uh results from uh for all i know it was minutes before they posted or they just took the results from days one and two so mm, you're right it's hard to say uh well it'll be interesting to see who who actually comes out on top um they're usually pretty quick to to reveal those results right so uh. Fully expect by the time we have that uh, celebration stuff started, they'll, or I expect, if not before or right at the celebration, they'll have a Faye channel where they give us the results. Mm-hmm. They usually have the results within a day. Yeah. Just well, takes half a year for them to make the character. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, I was surprised to see the Tokyo Mirage Sessions characters in there. Um and I mean, we'll probably talk about this as we sort of mo- make our way through the heroes. And you had mentioned that they're in there and then there's only like, you know, 
two other three other characters that are that could possibly see at it being added to the game there are especially if you look into the um i mean this is more or less our wish list thing we don't really have anything uh, essentially if you just look at the characters that you can play as your team there's only two characters missing or yeah two characters missing however if you start getting into the villains or kind of side story, some of the side story characters. Uh, there are a few more that you can see inside the um, Choose Your Legends listing pool uh, that could easily be brought in. Uh, there's a character in there that could be brought in as well that uh, they don't really show you uh, info about. Um, hard to really say much, and I may have said too much there. <laughs> But, uh, that's my uh, my fault this is one of those things i remember that I've, it's yeah. coming back to me one of those episodes where i'm like no spoilers but explain this thing that would require spoilers so i apologize yeah, to our and, listeners and if... i i stumbled off on my own there and realized uh considering what the list inside the thing was there's very few choices that don't already have a mirage attached to him so right well here's it let's I mean, I said more than i intended to there yeah let's move away from that and keep with the cyl for a second here because there's an interesting thing that was discussed in the discord in the sense that they've added tokyo mirage sessions to the choose your legend however warriors continues to be this thing that is ignored and even cypher was brought up i think cypher you know the card series is still something that that requires to be you know removed to a certain extent because it is very much japan only and there are some hardcore people like opera uh, over here in north america that still look at the cards um i, I don't think opera is in north america i could be wrong but i thought he was i think he is anyways we'll... maybe it's whirlwind who's over in europe but i thought opera was in europe as well so oh well we'll, we'll get we'll get to either way he's here in the west he <laughs> either way yes uh if he's not in japan they don't have cypher but with warriors, this is something we've talked about before in terms of you know low low count of original characters or even I'll go as far to say original characters that are that warrant the extra attention. Um, I don't think warriors kind of belongs on the list, but I mean if you're throwing in Tokyo Mirage Sessions, maybe it should just for completionist's sake. Yeah, and. We discussed this when I first brought it up when they released the uh, you know Mirage Sessions banner video. Is that yeah they just seemed to hate it and there was discussion of like who would you really want to bring in and it's like well yeah the Bobsy Twins there and uh, their obnoxious overly severe friend who turns into the villain or whatever his story was I can't remember it's been a while. yeah what was his name is Dorcas or no Duncan. Was it well, D? Dorcas already. Maybe it was a Duncan. Yeah, I don't remember. But Dorius. That that's about yeah. That's about all the characters you could possibly add. But you could easily do a banner with, uh, them and or, you know, in alternate versions of the characters, like you know, uh, War Cleric Lissa, or, you know, there were a couple other characters who could get a new version using an outfit from there or something i'm not saying it's a lot of stuff to deep dive into and it's probably would if they were ever to bring them in it would be a case of you know 
an extra character added in on another banner <laughs> probably would be a better choice than anything else. And it, that could be why they ignore it, because it only is one or two characters, but it's a spinoff that they completely and utterly ignore. Um, as Echoes showed, there are uh, unique characters to Cypher, because uh, you can get four of them from DLC for Echoes. Um, and I think you're right that the main reason that Echo or Cypher, Cypher is ignored is because it doesn't have enough, um, it, it's hard to say because they have the Japanese only games in there. So why not Cypher, even though it's a Japanese only game, you know? Maybe it's just people don't know enough about it. Maybe it iterates so much, and maybe it is only those four characters that were in Echoes that are original characters. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I think you're right. Like Warriors pulls a lot of characters from the other games in a very fan service way, and that they don't really touch them outside of a couple of t- you know changes here and there. But then the original characters, at best, there's like three good guys four good guys and a couple bad guys they pull bad guys from the main the other series as well so mm-hmm. i just don't i don't know if it fits and but tokyo mirage sessions at least does something unique and they are they are original characters in the sense that not only do you have the original characters that are the the actual units but then you have the original takes on uh the fire emblem characters in the mirages because you would know that's virian until you kind of see that it's virian and look at the name oh that's virian oh i can kind of see it you know so yeah i i um i'm but yeah i don't blame intelligent systems but i also don't blame um fans of warriors that just want to see that complete listing right and my thing is that i don't necessarily want or need a warriors banner but to completely leave them out of cyl is what baffles me but there might be fans who were fans of the um oh what do they call them those the whole series that warriors is based on fans of those games who came to fire emblem through warriors and they're getting and even if they've delved deeper those original characters might be their favorites and they're getting ignored not even having an option to vote for them in cyl yeah oh i definitely I definitely feel you on that. There's there's definitely people out there that are upset about the exclusion. Um, I wonder, the, the question I then ask is, do you think Tokyo Mirage Sessions would be included if Tokyo Mirage Sessions was get was not getting a re-release on Switch? I don't even think we'd have these heroes we're going to talk about in a bit if that game wasn't being re-released, right? That is p- purely a promotional banner. Um... It's hard to say because Warriors came out after Heroes came out, yet they didn't do Warriors characters. Yeah. Or a Warriors banner with original characters in new outfits based on Warriors. So to say it's just because Mirage Sessions came out, that's probably that's probably part of why it came out when it did and you know what finally convinced them to go ahead and put the characters in but i don't think that's the sole reason right as they've shown with warriors 
ignoring it in CYL and Cypher, ignoring that in CYL as well. Um, they have no problem, you know, just ignoring things if they don't think it deserves to be part of it. So I think they felt, for whatever reason, that Tokyo Mirage Sessions deserved to have a banner. And they just timed it to fit with the re-release. Uh, and it could have been a rule uh, thing coming down from on high of Nintendo saying, hey, we want to push this in your game, so make this banner. But mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I guess we'll um, we'll see. I mean, maybe if Warriors gets a sequel, they or I don't know, a follow up. I, I feel like it did pretty well though they may i mean they did a warriors follow-up from hyrule warriors to fire emblem warriors so maybe we get another one on switch i mean we're getting the persona scramble game right um yeah so i don't know not the persona game people wanted on switch but uh before we move away from cyl let's talk about our um our selections who we're voting for uh you're now you you've got a pretty familiar face here in your in your column <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm shocking everyone because I voted for Lissa five out of five times. So far. Yes. Maybe on I the last day. I'm voting you'll... for Lissa two more times. Mm. Well. And and I know I'm probably, you know, spitting in the wind. Lissa probably has no chance. She's probably down in the hundreds again. But I'm going to vote for Lissa every year. Hmm. So, well, there. Until we get Alyssa, Alyssa, you know, brave alt or any alt for that matter, I think that makes sense. Um, we have one alt. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind another one. But. No, of course not. That makes sense. Uh, for me, I'm uh, obviously uh, Lynn being one of my favorite characters is not an option considering she's already she got a brave hero pretty much right off the bat. Uh, right off the bat, um, I went with Dorothea. She was one of my uh, favorite characters in Fire Emblem Three Houses. I picked the War Act. It makes no difference because they're combining the two, as we stated previous. So it uh, makes a bit of difference because I think uh, you were looking over it, and whichever act gets the most votes will be the design they base the uh, brave character off of. So you know, an alternate outfit for her war design or her academy design. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I I mean, I would per- personally prefer the war design just in the sense that it's more, I don't know, just feels more Fire Emblem-y. Fire Emblem-y? That's not right. Anyways, um, that's that's sort of my thoughts. Uh, I mean, if you have thoughts on CYL, there's only a couple more days. If you want to post your favorites in the Discord, certainly do so. But uh, we're going to move into the new banner, a Star is Born banner. As mentioned before, completely unexpectedly, we got a banner from the Tokyo Mirage Sessions game, bringing in four units from the game and an additional hero through Tempest Trials Plus. Each hero features their FE Mirages in the style of Fallen Burkut and his Fire Vernea or Brave Micaiah with the Yoon Ghosts. These are not duo heroes and will be part of, and will be part of the normal summoning pool once the banner ends. That's a uh... That's interesting. You know, I you saw I saw that mentioned that they're going to be part of the normal summoning pool, and then we don't yep. get a story chapter; we get a paralog. Yeah, that was kind of a weird thing. No story chapter to go with them. Mm-hmm. I guess they're limiting themselves to only one story chapter a month. Yeah, because we already got a story chapter with the um, 
uh, banner earlier in the month that I've somehow already forgotten about. Uh, uh, yeah, it was it the was, Air of Light banner. Yes. Uh, genealogy. So mm. that was it. Right? Yeah. No, it was it. It was um, for sure. But uh, it's uh, it is what it well, is. If if Opera wasn't going to rip us apart for us not knowing where he lives, he's probably going to rip us apart for not remembering genealogy banner now. I mean, no one would blame him if he just, you know, posted a list yeah. of things after this episode was posted. Uh, let's move forward. Opera is a fantastic person. He's not he's not going to correct us. He will politely respond. It's fine. Uh, let's look at these heroes. We've got five of them to get through and we're already, we're already got, we've got quite the show going so far. Uh, Eleonora, Elio, uh, is it Eleonora or Eleonora? Eleonora? It's in Japanese and they go so quickly in names that I, she usually just goes by Ellie, so... Okay. You, uh, it looks like Eleanor to me. Eleanor, Eleonora. We're just going to say Eleonora. Again, people can correct us. It's fine. Uh, shooting Starlet. Oh, great. Eleonora. Yumi, Yumi Zuru, or Ellie for short, which I will for, from now on call her that, uh, is a young half-Japanese actor from the Fortuna, Fortuna Entertainment Talent Agency. Uh, is that how you say that? Fortuna? Fort Fortuna? That's how I've said it in my head, yeah. Uh, well, gotta, gotta get the tuna somehow. Uh, as a Mirage Master, Ellie is supposed, is supported by Virion, the archiest of archers. As a colorless bow infantry unit, Ellie wields Mirage Longbow, which grants speed plus three, and if unit speed is greater than foe's speed, foe cannot make a follow-up attack. She has a new skill Wait. in the B- oh. Correction. Yeah. Uh, that was the original screw up they did. It's actually cannot make a counterattack. Oh. There was a note in the discussion, and they have fixed it since the banner came down. Came oh, out. okay. So, yeah, this is from. We, we got these these descriptions from probably a post that was not changed. Serene's Forest that, yeah, it was not updated, and I noticed that they um, ended up screwing up uh, one of Subasa's skills. So. Oh, perfect. Sorry. No, that's good. I, I mean, a shout out to Serene's Forest, which is an awesome, awesome uh, Fire Emblem blog that we, we get a lot of uh, a lot of links and announcements for more details. So, you know, huge shout out to them. But yeah, nobody's uh, nobody's perfect for sure. Um, so that's yeah. So foe cannot make a counterattack. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she has a new skill in the B slot called Speed slash Defense Ruse Three, where if a Rally Assist skill is used by unit or target's unit, inflicts speed slash defense minus five and guard on foes in cardinal directions of unit and target through their next actions. Rounding out her kit is rally attack slash speed plus as an assist and attack slash speed push four in the A slot. So that's yep. pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, the... Entertainment company. I was thinking about it more, and it's probably more like Fortuna or Fortuna. Yeah, like Fortuna Fortune doesn't sound right. Yeah, it's kind of like Fortune Entertainment type thing. Is I think what they're going for. So Fortuna or whatever. But you know, it's it's one of those things you say in your head. It's hard to really figure out exactly how to pronounce it out loud. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I gotta say, like her design is really cool and again like seeing these heroes that's what kind of makes me want to play 
the actual game because they all look their designs are all so rad i just man she's so cool looking yeah she's cool half japanese half scandinavian Uh, i think they might have said swedish specifically but somewhere in that part of europe Mm -hmm. and virian her mirage looks really cool as well totally plays off of his personality oh and yeah he is as virian as virian can be in the game Mm mm-hmm so oh yeah i love it it looks great yeah but definitely nice kit uh she's got a tier four uh skill so uh yeah that's one of the reasons i suspect if we do get a demote it's not going to be her Mm -hmm. yeah okay cool so who do we have next so we have kirio cool facade Kiryu Kurono has released hit after hit since debuting with Fortuna Entertainment and is a top female artist in Japan, and her recent release, Reincarnation, is a record-breaking mega-hit. Yet behind the scenes, she is also a Mirage Master who has bonded with the Mirage of Tharja. Uh, she continues her rise of fame as she joins heroes as a Red Tome Infantry Unit. Her weapon, the Mirage Rod, uh, grants her attack plus three, and afflicts attack resistance minus six on foes within two spaces during combat. Uh, she also has a new skill in the low line, low line of skills, this one being low attack resistance, attack res, uh, which during combat neutralizes bonuses to the appropriate stats, uh, as well as giving an additional negative three to them at tier three. Um, she also comes with attack resistance solo, and iceberg uh so i kind of wrote that up and read that out as if you know token rod sessions was real life but you know in the game that's her character more mm-hmm. or less part of her bio okay but with tharja being tharja yeah you know, i mean w- one thing i do like is that they did kind of you know for the personalities for the characters they did pick the um mirages to compliment them well oh really well that's good i mean, I mean that's kind of like, the point right is that the but, mirages yeah. are kind of attracted like, to yeah her, her title curious title here cool facade is kind of you know i mean not exact same as tharja but it kind of is somewhat similar and meshes well with tharja just like ellie's whole hollywood obsession and her personality kind of while opposite meshes well with Virian. You know, she's kind of a tomboy, and Virian's talking about trying to turn her into a lady and, you know, <laughs> a proper lady and all that. Oh, man. I'm going to buy this game before the show is out, am I? Is that what's <laughs> going to happen? I'm not telling you what to do with your money. I mean, I don't I'm know. It sounds a pretty lot. good. I do, I do have okay. Persona sitting on my PS4. Maybe I should play that instead. Because it does have English um, voice acting, at least, right? So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll keep moving. I, I don't and we'll find see the Japanese-only voice acting to be too much of a hindrance. Like no? I said, the only time you don't really know anything of what they're saying is um, uh, in the uh, battles. But, like, the songs, I think, work really well with them being in proper Japanese and all. Right. But then again, like I said earlier, I listen to K-pop, so... Most of the songs I listen to, I don't know what they're... I can't understand them. I have to read subtitles to know. 
Yeah, you've been preparing so, for this game for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, let's um, let's. Uh, like I mentioned with El- El- Ellie, um, I don't think that there's a good chance there won't be a demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but looking at the skills, if there is one, it's probably going to be Kyria. Okay. Because I don't know if they're trying to keep the little skills locked to five star, but if you know, of all of them, she has the kind of weakest skill set. Her stats may make up for it, but. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I mean, I this banner being so unique, I could see them wanting to keep it to. Uh, to to five star heroes but i mean yeah you never know that makes sense though if, if that would be the character that gets demoted uh all right let's uh let's move into mayormi may ma'am may ma mori mamori sorry mamori or mamori 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 memory i think it's mo- it's got to be mamori right that, that makes more sense to me mm-hmm. but uh memory it's yep. <laughs> all just coming together uh memory Microwaven idol. Now that sounds cool. Uh, Mamory is an elementary schoolgirl and a singer from the Fort Fortuna uh, Entertainment Talent Agency. She's polite, honest, and adored by everyone around her. As a Mirage Master, she's partnered with Draug, the uh, veritable wall of steel himself. Equipped with an axe that's even bigger than herself, she protects her friends from the threat of dangerous mirages. As an armored axe infantry unit, Memory wields Mirage Axe, which grants uh, resistance plus three. And if unit is within two spaces of an ally, grants defense slash resistance plus six to unit during combat, and foe cannot make a follow-up attack. She has a new skill in the A slot called Shield Session 3, where if foe initiates combat, it grants bonus to units defense slash resistance during combat equal to nine, Minus the number of foes who have already acted times three with a minimum value of three. Rounding out her kit is Bonfire, with, uh, uh, take, which takes three attacks to charge as a special, and Vengeful Fighter 3 in the B slot. Whew. Memory. Ma- microwave and idle. Okay, you're going to have to explain that one to me. Does that make sense to you? Uh, yes. When um, Mamori first shows up, she... And throughout the game, she has a show called Microwaving with M- Mamori, okay. or Mamorin. Is that just how she cooks? Like, she microwaves everything? She does a cooking show about microwaving everything, yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe. It's, it's literally a cooking show where she microwaves everything. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe this game... Maybe a couple side stories where you see video sequences of that. How long, how long is Tokyo Mirage Sessions? Is it a long game? Um... Opera got it done in about 50 hours. I'm in chapter 5 and 50 hours in. Probably two or three of them are uh, not paying full attention and letting the game sit there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Opera said there's chapter 6 in an epilogue. I don't know if chapter 6 is the in the final dungeon is quite long. So Interesting. Um, well, I've been doing it and there's a new game plus with some things that are locked behind it. Uh, and I don't think there's any like anything big locked behind it, but it's kind of a case of you know um, throughout the game that I'm uh, version right now when I'm playing, uh, Itsuki must always be in your party. Uh, from what I understand, in New Game Plus, you can have him not be in the party. So, so there's quite a bit there. I'm enjoying it. 
Cool. Well, well I'm so. looking forward to talking about it when we uh, when we close out the show. Uh, but yeah, we should keep trucking. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Subasa, Madcap Idol. Uh, when there's youngins need a saving and varmints need a catch in, on her rocket seat, she races across the stars. Oh, wait, wait. Wrong rocket seat. Sorry. Uh, the rocket seat in question here is used by Subasa Oribe, a recently signed idol from Fortuna Entertainment, who joined the industry despite and because of her older sister uh, Ayaha's disappearance five years ago. Uh, when she was 13. After an idol audition goes wrong, she is rescued by uh, Itsuki Aoi, or I I hear them say it a lot, and I still can't pronounce that last name. Uh, I think Aoi's right, but her childhood friend, uh, when he bonded with Krom and helped her bond with Sita. Uh, As such, she joins heroes as a blue flying lance unit atop the previously mentioned rocket steed. Uh, which does actually appear in uh, TMS Sharp FE. Uh, Her weapon, the Mirage Feather, is effective against both armored and cavalry foes and grants her speed plus three. It also gives uh, attack speed plus six and the Desperation Effect, effect, allowing her to uh, do her follow-up attacks before the foe gets a chance to counterattack. Uh, if she initiates com- the combat and is not the first ally to act in a turn. Uh, so auto battle is definitely her enemy, as you'll find with her new skill here as well. Uh, and that new skill is called Blade Session. Uh, it gives her a boost of attack uh, speed equal to three plus three times the number of allies who have already acted with a max of nine. Uh, she also comes with Moonbow. Chill speed and home flyers. Hmm. Uh, also important to note, um, as she states in her overview video for Fire Emblem Heroes, uh, age eighteen. Uh, they had to get okay. that in there. Yeah, that's one of the things that uh, possibly K-pop, possibly some of the other very Japanese games I've played that have involved idols to some degree. Um, that's a common thing in Japanese idol. Uh, you know, the idol scene in Japan. Okay. To state their name. And their age. Or their age. That's what I meant. Their age when they introduced themselves. Oh. So that didn't strike me as odd as it strikes seems to strike most people. Mm-hmm. Because um, I kind of knew it in the back of my mind that that is normal for there. But, yeah, that, that was one of the big things when the trailer came out and stuff uh, about... People talking about them getting her set up perfectly for Rule Thirty Four. God. But, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. guess. But that's you know kind of common, or at least common in some of the stuff I played in the past. Mm-hmm. So it didn't strike me as as abnormal. No, I mean, I, so I mean that kind makes of a sense. weird I, thing to do. But I didn't realize that was uh, that was the case. So that's good to know. I mean, and that's something that they should probably state and for all i know it's something that's no longer in practice in real life but in just the games i've played it's popped up yeah i guess just to me it's like um it i had no idea so it was kind of okay that's a well good for you <laughs> i'm glad you're 18 <laughs> um that's great uh well let's uh let's chat about the last hero here the tempest trials hero which is itsuki finding a path 
Itsuki was just an ordinary high school student, but one day his life changed completely when his friend, Tsubasa, was pulled into a parallel world, an idol sphere, and it was up to him to rescue her. The Mirage, who came from another world to partner with Itsuki, was none other than Krom. By fighting alongside Itsuki, he gradually regained his memory and the powers he'd lost. As a red, inf- a red sword infantry unit, Itsuki wields Mirage Falcon at four- 5 stars, which is effective against dragon foes, uh, grants defense plus 3, and if unit initiates combat, grants bonus to unit's attack slash defense during combat equal to 3, plus the number of allies who have already acted times 2, max value of 7. If foe initiates combat, grants bonus to units attack slash defense during combat equal to 7, minus the number of foes who have already acted times 2, with a min value of 3. No other new skills, but rounding out his kit is Soul as a special, which is unlocked at uh, 4 stars. Attack slash defense link 3 in the B slot, unlocked at 4 stars as well. And drive defense 2 in the C slot, unlocked at 5 stars. Uh, this guy's the main character, right, of uh, yes. Tokyo Mirage Sessions? Sort of. Okay. He's a character you play as. I, it oh, yeah, kind okay. of feels like, you know, like your whole party's sort of your main characters, and you could say he is the main character, he's the one you fully follow. But it kind of feels like Tsubasa does a bit more, at least within the entertainment side of things. Um, the whole finding a path subtitle is fitting for him because uh, so far in the game he hasn't technically found what he's going to be doing as an entertainer. Hmm. So interesting. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, he looks doing really kind cool. Of a bit of everything. <laughs> it's interesting that they that they gave him away for free. You know, him being the main character and and such. But I, I'm I'm glad they did. It was nice to get one of these characters sort of handed Mm -hmm. to us right so it's interesting and kind of makes sense i mean if you're going to give someone for free why not give crom for free yeah essentially the crom character uh well um yeah i am really i'm really happy they added these heroes uh i would put these heroes above sort of getting more and opera sorry another shout out to opera uh, I, I'm excited to get these heroes more than and more likely to pull on them as opposed to like a genealogy set. I think these guys are more interesting and more relatable as opposed to a game that I'll probably never be able to play so, again. Sorry, Opera. Uh, but it's exciting that I, they're... I'm still holding out hope that they'll continue doing Echoes and we'll get Binding Blade and genealogy eventually. Yeah. Oh, of course. And I'm all for it. If they if they come out with a remake or a remastered, I'm, I'm all over it. But uh, until then... Um, at least I know I can experience these guys' story, so we'll get there eventually. Uh, we did uh, we did touch on it a little bit. Um, I don't know. Well, let's let's look at the wish list. Is do we want to go through this still, or do we already cover it? Um, we more or less covered it, but there are um, they can easily do at least one more banner, and for Tokyo Mirage Sessions. For Tokyo Mirage Sessions, and well. I don't know what they would do costume-wise for the main characters. They do have ways they can do more after that. It, it's hard to really explain without going into spoilers, but um, it is a far more limited list. Uh, like I mentioned, there are enemy mirages, uh, mirages that you fight against that are based off of Fire Emblem characters. 
Uh, most of the main villains are Fire Emblem Mirages. Uh, the generic Mirages you fight are more uh, Shin Megami Tensei villains or monsters. Okay. But the actual bosses tend to be uh, stylized off of uh, Fire Emblem characters. So okay. Neat. Well, I mean, I think we we were talking a bit about this maybe in Discord or pre-show. I can't really remember when we did it, but um, it might have been in Discord. And I I think with when you look at Tokyo Mirage Sessions, and we I have I've stated my opinion, and I think this is very much a promotional banner, an awesome way to promote and uh, celebrate the release of a new Fire Emblem adjacent game. Um, so. Do we get another banner? Man, maybe further down the road when they they really need to mix things up a little bit. But unless they do sort of a sequel or new DLC for Tokyo Mirage Sessions, it I'd be tough to see them going back to this one, right? Like, it's kind of the argument against Warriors. Like, well, why would they bump up Warriors outside of just, you know, fan service? Um, I mean... I would love to see Tuma and Yashiro come in, um, who are the other two main characters. Uh, there's other characters who you can see in um, Choose Your Legends that I wouldn't mind seeing brought in. So I think they could do easily do one more banner, and then after that, maybe it'll be special banners. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, it's so... The game is so heavily... Uh, singing and acting based, I could easily see uh, one or two of them coming in as uh, the singing singer banner, singer dancer banner that we get every September. Oh, um, that's not a bad idea. I, I mean, yeah. Hmm. There's one character who I think is perfectly designed for another special banner later in the year. Okay. Uh, I don't know if, if I should say any more of which banner for risk <laughs> okay. of spoilers, but I remember we. I think I think I know what you're alluding to. We'll we'll definitely we'll, yeah. So we'll definitely talk about Tokyo Mirage Sessions with some slight spoilers after the outro. Yes. I, I think it's. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll mention which one that is in there because I don't think it's um a giant spoiler because I th- also think it was a side quest anyway. But mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we'll get to it. I, I um, I'm excited yeah. again. I'm excited. This game's in here. I think you're right. Like, there's some some special banners that could really use some dance specific heroes outside of the normal ones of Azura and um, some other dancers that have shown up in in games past. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move on into the Outrealm Gate because we've got a packed show and we're not even we're we're and almost at they, the hour they, mark. They left out. Uh... Um, opera's favorite song from the tap battle so i could easily see them doing a tap battle to bring in that other character with the song that opera likes Mm, man opera's not having a good week yeah it's been such a slow two weeks i guess there's nothing else let's go and do the outro so we can talk about tokyo mirage sessions because no other news for fire emblem popped up over the past couple weeks right no that is not at all the case and you know it good sir uh, it, <laughs> we, it's so busy. The Outrealm Gate is that we had to actually uh, traffic control Tokyo Mirage Sessions and boot it to the outro. Um, I, I kid, I kid. But uh, Byleth 
joins. Uh, they did decide to postpone Sacred Stones because of it, though. Oh, yes, I should state that. Yeah, you're right. We are not going to be talking about Sacred Stones this week. We will be back next week uh, with Sacred Stones. But, um, yeah, anyways, Byleth is joining Smash Brothers. That's the big news that we, well, one of the big news we got this week, this past uh, week, in that uh, when we last recorded, there was an event coming in a couple of days from the creator of Smash about the last character on the fi- uh, the first Fighter's Pass. We are getting another Fighter's Pass, which probably won't have any Fire Emblem characters in it, even though they've announced they're going to do six instead of five uh, new fighters for that pass. Uh, we had no idea what he would announce or the crap show the internet would become because of it. The day arrives and they announce Byleth is coming to Smash. Uh, in just a few days, actually, the 27th of uh, January. Is it the 27th or the 28th? 28th. 28th of January, sorry. For some reason, I have the 27th stuck in my head. Uh, probably because it's tomorrow. At, I guess at midnight on the 27th, it might come out, but maybe the video said 28th, so. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, before we get into a discussion, we can talk a little bit about her sort of uh, his or her kit. So you're, you can play as either male or female Byleth. Uh, has weapons from all four main lords as well as costumes for the three other lords. Claude got the short end of the stick. You're going to have to explain that one for me. This is your copy. Why why did Claude get the short end? Essentially, if you look at them, the Dimitri coloring kind of looks a lot like Dimitri, as does the Edelgard coloring. Mm -hmm. The Claude one looks like Byleth with a yellow outfit. (laughs) Okay. You know, and Claude colored hair. That's unfortunate. Poor Claude. Claude, uh, Claude often know? gets the short and, end of the and stick. And I think it's just the hairstyle, because I don't think they really changed the hairstyle, because if you really look at Dimitri and Edelgard's colorings, they are just violet with the colorings, but mm-hmm. Dimitri and Edelgard look far more like the actual characters uh, when they're just color changed with hair to match and all. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, and, and there's a Sothis design for a female Byleth, I forgot to mention. Yeah, and that completely changes Sothis up her co- uh, her costume, right? Uh, I don't believe so. I think it's... I could be wrong, but I think it's just color-schemed after Sothis. Oh, you know what? Just Maybe like I'm thinking of... Lord the, ones are. I'm probably thinking of the DLC for Fire Emblem Three Houses. Not the new one, which we will get to. Yeah, but. that was... Yeah, around Christmas they released the DLC outfit that was with Wave 4, which is a Sothis design for Byleth, male and female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, haven't messed with that outfit yet, but <laughs> probably won't wear it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what are you talking about? I'm sure, sure it'll look fantastic. Uh, well, the uh, in, uh, speaking of Sothis, Sothis appears for the ultimate smash move. Uh, the internet was cranky, and some would have uh, would have been no matter who was announced, but maybe but more uh, but maybe more for Byleth than it had been for someone else. I mean, I know this fighter pass has been kind of hit and miss for the core Smash audience. I think I look at uh, Terry from the King of Fighters series. That was one for me that kind of jumped out. I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of low for in my mind, low tier fighter. Um, in terms of like, I don't think they've made a King of Fighters in quite a while. I could be completely wrong, but this choice made sense to me. I think the one of the last DLC characters they released for Smash for Wii U was a Fire Emblem character, and Byleth from Three Houses has been quite popular. So why wouldn't they celebrate Three Houses? 
uh, with some DLC. I mean, yeah, and as he explained in the um, Fighter Pass, they have all six of the characters for the second Fighter Pass chosen already. Um, so their development cycle is way out. But um, I think part of the thing is is that every other character in this Fighter Pass was a crossover character. I mean, you could argue about Banjo-Kazooie, but Microsoft now owns Banjo-Kazooie. Hmm. Uh, Joker is not a n- native Nintendo character. He's Persona 5, which we're getting Persona 5 Scramble, but we still don't have Persona 5 itself on Nintendo. Um, I forget who the third one is. Shows how much it's Hero, mind. right? Uh, the Dragon uh, Quest? Yes, Hero from the Dragon Quest Heroes series. While there's been a bunch of Dragon Quest games on the Nintendo systems, some exclusively at the time of their launch uh, on Nintendo systems, it's not a Nintendo property. Mm. And some of the complaints I've been hearing is, you know, about um, the fact that, you know, it's just a base Nintendo property. And, you know, I mean, and I saw one who was explaining the characters in a way that is like case yeah i don't agree with that assessment of that because like terry was like who is this guy i've never heard of never i think i might have heard of is it final fight or fatal fight oh maybe it's final fight i don't know yeah i've barely even heard of his game i think i had heard of it but you know i've never heard of terry i don't know any of the characters from the game so he might be a recognizable one from that game, but I don't know the game. Uh, I had heard of Persona 5, but when Joker came out, I had no clue who he was. Um, I had played some Dragon Quest, so Hero kind of uh, fit in. Pandrick Sui, it was just, yeah, people have been begging for him for years, so. Yeah. Kind and that's. Under- Sorry? No, I was just going to say, that's my big thing with this Fighters Pass is like, I'm excited if I if I didn't play Fire Emblem Three Houses, um, I'm still fine with it because uh, I I wanted Banjo so badly. And when they announced Banjo, I'm like, the rest of this pass can be whatever. Because the fact that these characters all cost, I think it's like six bucks a pop. Or if you buy the Fighters Pass, it's it's even, a, even more of a screaming deal. You get the character, music stages uh the spirit stuff like it's it's such a great value that i and i love i love byleth as a character i love fire emblem three houses so i'm excited that they've added another and fire emblem characters just you know they translate so well Uh, i mean yeah yeah it's it's people who you know smash as much as we love fire emblem and the community we more or less sit in and love Fire Emblem and Three Houses has done uh, so much better than most most of the games, even after the Awakening revival. Um, we're in our own little, you know, box in the larger Smash box because he also announced that apparently Smash is the largest selling uh, fighting game. So the larger Smash box, a lot, a lot of them don't know what Fire Emblem is. And they just see another Fire Emblem character. I mean, and I understand why why Byleth is part of the first pass, because they weren't at initial launch. Sure, they were going to do a second pass. And because of, as we've seen about their development cycle, it would have been hard or impossible to change it, 
it might have gone over better if Byleth was the sixth character, where the first five are all crossovers, and then, you know, you get a Fire Emblem character as the, you know, br- branching character between the two fighter passes. Oh, like, yeah. And I mean, we don't, so the, the second fighter's pass uh, is it will be available for purchase the day that Byleth comes out. Uh, we don't know yes. who that first character is in the sense and and when it will be be released but the normal cadence has been about i don't know every three months you know we got the last character we got was terry fast sometimes it was longer but essentially um all the characters the last six characters these second set of six characters will be out before the end of 2021 is that what they said the end of 2021 or was it like in the um yeah, there was an asterisk when they were showing the Fighter Pass 2. All characters will, will be released before December 31st, 2021. So, we got some time before. Yeah, I don't even know who they it, add, it, right? It, we, may get, we may get the first four this year and the last two next year and be done early, for all we know. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Three Houses DLC was, you know, the third wave was supposed to come out before December 31st, twenty. Or night twenty nineteen, and it came out in November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they've been pretty quick with that, and like the last pat last thing I think is before the end of April, uh, and we have news about that too in a minute. Once we get done with files. Well, yeah, no, so, I, I think um, let let's jump over to it. I think that well, Smash has gotten its due, right? Well, uh, just a quick thing. Um, with Byleth, um, he has. Uh, the weapons are mapped to his buttons. So when you do side swings, you'll use the lance. Uh, standing still, you'll use the bow. And down swings, you'll use uh, the axe, as well as the creator sword. So that's kind of a cool little gimmick. Yeah. So. No, that was uh, part of the presentation was he, he fought a bunch of sword users and died. And so it's like, well, come on, use your other skills. And uh, the fact that he's got all those different weapons is is really neat and kind of goes to show that this just isn't another sword user this is a very unique take on what could have been a very generic fire emblem character right yep yeah okay no that's really good part of that is the way fire emblem works and that you can be just about anything Mm -hmm. in the game especially this one with three houses where yep um i gotta say that's what i meant i meant three houses itself worked not the normal game right um, I'm really glad that the new stage uh, is basically Garrick Mock and a very you know cool representation of Garrick Mock. You're gonna get yes, um, and and they didn't they weren't foolish enough to leave out the star of the entire game. Yeah, gatekeeper man, he's there. Yes, gatekeeper is present and he is keeping that gate so much so that they have to oh, yeah. transport it, in and around the gate when they transition into the building. That's how good he is at his job. I figured everyone knew who i was talking about i mean he is the main character of the entire game <laughs> well he's the guy i always check he's the first person i talk to go over and talk to that gatekeeper uh yeah they're adding a bunch of music the stage looks really cool the stage will feature other your favorite characters in the background um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be great i can't wait i'm gonna we're gonna play it we're gonna talk about it um we won't let it bump sacred stones promise you that but can't yes. wait. Uh, speaking of and three houses, though, let's let's one, keep moving. 
uh, quickly before we jump on to three houses, uh, remind me never to let uh, Sakurai have any secrets. Right? Why? <laughs> uh, he gave two pretty big spoilers in the thing while trying to avoid spoilers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I think I watched the presentation sort of uh second screen and they're right. subtle so you might miss them but he did you have two pretty big spoilers there okay well uh yeah watch yourself i guess sakurai we're on to you um speaking of three houses cindered shadows has been announced with a release date same day as the smash announcement we also got a trailer for the fourth dlc from the three houses expansion pack with a look at the four new characters as well as hints of the classes they would bring uh, this is a side story. You're going to have to choose it uh, as a new game to play it. And you can customize your Byleth and get a predetermined team of heroes from across the houses and the new one. Uh, there's no recruitment in the side story. Those were some details that I pulled that seemed pretty interesting uh, in terms uh, yeah. of the structure. Uh, I forgot to mention it is coming out on the 13th of February. So day before Valentine's Day. Right. Hope you don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend because they're going to be really upset when you ignore them all day Valentine's Day. Or play Fire Emblem Three Houses with you. True. They play Fire Emblem Three Houses with you. That's even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you, you, sorry, I didn't see your note mm-hmm. here. So you can, so it is a side story. You have to start yes. a new game to enjoy it. But it is, but after the side story is complete, you you keep going with your playthrough of three houses, right? So you can recruit um, characters there. You choose side story from the main menu, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder if they're possibly planning a second expansion pass for three houses where they might have some more side stories. But um, you choose this side story from the main menu and uh, as a new game, or maybe you select new game, then select side story. Um, uh, what I was looking through, it looks like you will automatically have... Um, the three house leaders, uh, Ash, Hilda, and Linhart, uh, joining you, mm-hmm. um, as well as the four characters from the new house. Uh, but I, one of the articles I was looking through indicated that you w- would be able to recruit these characters in your normal ma- normal game after you play through the side story. So right now I'm in the middle of a black eagles one i might be past the point where i have the chance to recruit them uh, but when i go through and do my golden deer i might be able to recruit these characters into my house at that point hmm. yeah so. okay i mean we'll we'll certainly see how how it functions i mean the base story is essentially this is a a fourth secret house sort of a house of rejects so to speak um, that live yes. in the abyss, or they're called the abyss. Yeah, live in an area underneath. I think it's called the abyss or something like that. Um, you know, town is called the abyss. Called abyss. Uh, they should release a um, couple profiles of the two of the characters, Yuri and Constance. Uh, Yuri was part of the academy and got kicked out for some reason. Constance is from an empire family that got. Uh, wiped out in the past and is look constantly looking for chances to uh, revive her family. Uh, something like that in the stuff I was the stuff they posted recently. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you've got the four characters that are sort of featured in this new expansion and for this new fourth house: uh, Balthus, Yuri, Constance, and Happy. 
Um, so four of them, they're all, they're all pretty unique, although they do love the color purple. They've got a bit of a structure going on there for their team. Purple seems to be the color of choice. Uh, Balthus being a male character, uh, enjoys fighting with gauntlets. So he might be just another gauntlet character. New, uh, sorry, a new gauntlet wielding class. Do you, so do you think these are all new classes? Is that the idea? I believe one of the things we saw early on about the expansion pass, it would be four new classes. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some looking through. Uh, it looks like there's a Dark Flyer class returning. Uh, one of the staples, uh, Dark Pegasus Knight unit. Uh, would I think it said it would be, or it indicated it would be, um, that one would be female only. Yeah, that's Constance. Uh, She's the Dark, appears yes. to be the Dark Flyer. Uh, yeah, um, I think uh, in Discord we were discussing it when it was first announced. Uh, it's been a while, so it'd be hard to go hunt it down, but I think it was like um, kind of a War Monk-style class, which is probably the one Balthus is, uh, like War Cleric, War Monk type thing. Um, uh, what was it, a Valkyrie class, I think? Okay. Um, Valkyrie-type class, and I forget what the last one they thought it would look like it would be uh well yuri could be a trickster class there he seems yes, to be that a was trickster. It. trickster style or no i thought anna was a trickster maybe it was a trickster style oh i don't know well. yeah that's a good point did anna come with a new class uh she did not so maybe this is bringing in the trickster so anna can get back to her roots as a trickster Ooh, there we go i like those odds yeah, this is exciting. I mean, you already have the expansion pass. I've gone on record basically saying I'm waiting for, to see what this is for the expansion pass. Um, I like the idea of more side stories. This doesn't look, at least from the get-go, doesn't look to address one of the core issues we had with um, Three Houses, which was are we getting more information or the conclusion to uh, the faction, those who slither in the dark? Like That was basically you know, wrapped up in text at the end um, of, of each playthrough, essentially. Does this give us more information? These are people who literally find their home in the dark uh, underneath Garrig Mock. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. Uh, yeah, I, I found um, the data mining info that shows, confirms or suggests the new classes. Uh, could change, could be inaccurate info, but it does look to be Valkyrie. Dark Flyer, War Monk, and Trickster. So yeah, Trickster. All advanced classes. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what info we have. Uh, maybe they'll reveal more. Um, I kind of watched a clip show about uh, Golden Deer playthrough. It seems to reveal a lot more than I got in the Blue Lions playthrough. But there were, I think there were still questions in there. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Who knows? Maybe this will reveal more questions, answers. Maybe not. Probably in typical Fire Emblem fashion, we'll answer a few, but introduce a whole crap ton of other questions that we'll just have to live with, yeah. or we'll get an ex- another expansion pass. I think All if right. they did, I think if they did another expansion pass, that would be interesting. Just considering the sheer amount of work that went into Three Houses, I could see them wanting to dip back in and be like, "All right, we'll do one more and kind of give you some more story." But I don't. I don't know if another expansion pass can include some of the very paltry stuff they threw in 
with this expansion pass i think it would need to be we would have to wait longer but it would need to be beefier i think it would need to be mostly side stories yeah i i agree um the reason i say i i speculate on another expansion pass because there's been nothing from uh is or nintendo about it is the fact that they have titled this on the um actual um titled this on the um blah, 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 blah. brain fart have put this on the menu as side story instead of just abyss or right. abyss mode as it was hinted at originally they put it as just side story or side stories you know it's possible they're thinking of adding additional side stories later on do you think uh, they uh, yeah I... Do you think they'd they'd use the launch of this story to basically say, like, and if you like this, we're going to have more? Or do you think we we have a bit of a wait on our hands to get confirmation of more? It's hard to say. It's if, if they think they need to. But like I said, it's hard to say for sure. Mm hmm. Um, if they wait too long, they risk, you know, announcing it. Even they risk people losing interest. Um, if they announce it right away, there might be people who complain they're just, you know, trying to look for more money. Um, you know, the thing about this game is that I'd love to play more of it, but it's not like they could do a sequel. Because the way the game ends depends on your house, and that'd be so hard to turn into a sequel, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then you'd have to say one play one character one player's choice was wrong. Yes. Or technically, seventy five percent of the players' choices were wrong. Yeah. I think that's why side stories are so appealing is because, like you said, they don't have to worry about canon choice. They can just keep layering on uh, yeah, to to this main experience. On more details and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this one is going, like I said, like mentioned, it's going to be a preset group of characters and there's going to be more gimmicks. So kind of like how Conquest had a bunch of gimmicks, even if the story turned to crap later uh, on okay so in theory you're gonna have a limited number of characters you cannot recruit additional characters during the side story and they'll have some gimmicks to help you around that limited character list so neat and it's meant to be slightly more challenging than the base game oh interesting all right well we shall see we shall see as it will launch on february 13th so uh get your switches ready to go speaking of your nintendo switch we are gonna outro this bad boy and then head into some uh, you know some discussion of tokyo mirage sessions uh fire emblem sacred stones game club will return next week when we have less um outrealm gate content to discuss so uh visit us on the web don't say that (laughs) i said it because they're gonna announce now tomorrow they're gonna announce the expansion pass and a detailed list of everything in the second expansion pass (laughs) hey you know what i welcome that i i invite that bring it on uh we will we'll we will do what we must as as the podcast uh description decrees right i think that's the case 
Yeah, and I'm joking. It's just, you know, good old, it's your own law. You know, anything that can go wrong will. <laughs> I know. And now that you said next week will be far later on the Outrealm Gate stuff, it's going to be far heavier. I'm sure. Oh, I bet. No, uh, we'll have at least a week reprieve uh, due to the fact that the DLC is, I think we're good. But you're right. Uh, Murphy's Law, definitely. Um, you visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay. Email the show, faye at gamersinpodcast.com. You can check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers In Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. It's good, clean fun, as uh, someone clipped from one of our past episodes. Uh, we won't say where the dirty fun is, but uh, follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphy, eddie at drawfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call, but don't go anywhere because, or unless you want to. Uh, we're going to talk about Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp F.E., Eddie's been playing. Uh, you're getting close to the end. I have not been playing. I have it up on my sort of screen to, to purchase if I really want to. But uh, let's talk a bit about Tokyo Mirage Sessions. We don't want to go too long. We're already a bit long. But I want to know what your well, thoughts for, are. For a quick initial, if you want to hear my thoughts, I am enjoying it. It has a lot more Fire Emblem than I thought. Uh, when I first was talking about it, I actually saw a YouTube video of a guy who doesn't know Fire Emblem, saying that, oh, you have two, you know, have one or two Fire Emblem characters, and that's all the Fire Emblem in here, but there's far more in than I expected. Uh, so, now if you don't mind a bit of light spoilers, let's go a little further. Uh, like, the opening sequence has, uh, and it's been a while since I listened to it, this music sounded very Fire Emblem to me. Um, it starts with like a thing the what they call the mass disappearance with Subasa at thirteen, um, and then uh, you know essentially um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's kind of like one of the uh, things that I find found to be a fitting title is it's kind of Persona light. Um, you know, instead of the personas coming out of you, they're, the mirages are separate creatures, and early on they use their what they call performa to break them free of whatever evil was causing them to attack humans. Uh, that's where Krom and Sita come from. Um, might might be easier to go over this just by you asking what you want to ask and stuff. Sure. Um, okay. Well, I don't have a list of specific questions. However, yeah. um, I've played Persona. I've played a little bit of um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, SMT. Why Shin Megami Tensei? Yeah, Shin Megami Tensei. So I've played a little bit of both yeah. of those, uh, and I like the idea of persona five i've really enjoyed what i've played of it uh mm -hmm. and i look at this game essentially when it came out on the wii u i looked at it as like okay this isn't for me it's very japanese it's very much a jrpg uh and then i look at this now and i'm kind of like okay I'm, that, that it is that it is yeah so i'm i'm curious like what's the structure of the game like there's running around there's interactions but like is it how does it work in terms of the day-to-day -day structure of the game? Like, are you just running around and just fighting random monsters, or...? So, um, like Persona, and kind of like Three Houses, although Three Houses is slightly different in that, but like Persona, you can run around Tokyo, um, and 
the battles are locked to the idolospheres, 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 mm-hmm. uh, where there are random enemies that'll pop up that you can fight. Um, you know, so it's kind of similar to Persona in that way. You know, because you can run around Tokyo and uh, stuff will happen. Like, um, when a new idolosphere idolosphere pops up, uh, usually that area for until you complete that chapter has like black or black circles on the ground and stuff like that in the area. Uh, while the rest of Tokyo is just walking around like nothing's happening. Uh, however, unlike Persona, you don't have time limits. Hmm. Okay. Where, you know, you have X number of days to complete it by, and if you don't, and limited things you can do each day, you can spend as much time out of, you know, ignoring the other stuff and going and doing stuff around Tokyo, or going to older ones to collect uh, Performa to do other things with it. Although, um, after a certain point, the XP from the lower ones stop being worth it, so... Okay. Uh, and the story is essentially uh it's very it's very more persona than it is Fire Emblem, right? In the sense that you're trying to uh I don't know, do what what is the so what's the core concept of the story? Like there's the disappearance, right? And you're trying to find your friend or your sister. Uh if you're not too worried about Big story, and this is an early spoiler, that you actually rescue the sister in the first chapter. Okay. After the prologue, the very first chapter, you rescue the sister. Mm-hmm. Which I actually kind of like that they did. It's um, essentially the humans have what they call performa. And artists, musical artists, have more performa than normal humans. And I guess potentially can control it. Because uh, like the opening sequence, the prologue, um, when you get Crom and Sita, uh, Crom's a cloaked villain coming after Itsuki, uh, a glow from inside him, his performa appears. He like pulls it out of him and shoves it into Crom, and he turns into Crom and starts working and gets his senses and starts working with him. And he kind of does the same to uh, Sita for Subasa pulls Tsubasa's uh, performa out and turns Sita from a cloaked villain attacking her into someone working with her. And that's how you become a Mirage Master, which is what the they're called. Um, and then Krom and Sita turn into your weapons for the battles. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Krom is your sword. <laughs> or... Tsubasa or Sita is Tsubasa's lance. And so uh, then you meet other characters. Your friend Tuma is uh, hooked up with Kane, who's his lance, his, you know. Uh, and Tsubasa has fly, they have um, Fire Emblem tri- uh, weapon triangle in here. Um, you know, uh, axes, swords, lances. Uh, Itsuki, as a sword wielder with Krom, is weak to lances and strong against axes. Axe is. Sounded weird when I said it out loud. <laughs> Don't know why. Um, and like, uh, 
since Sita's a Pegasus Knight, uh, Sheeta is weak, or Tsubasa is weak to bow attacks. Um, Kane as a uh, uh, cavalry unit, um, despite him riding a motorcycle instead of a actual horse, is a you know would be weak to units that have strength against cavalry units, and there are those those types of things in there. So, hmm. okay, interesting. Uh, there's that. Um, yep. Uh, shortly after you become a Mirage, Mirage Master, you join Fortuna Entertainment, where Miss Maiko, um, who is not a Mirage Master herself, is collecting Mirage Masters to figure out why and stop but the evil mirages in their attacks. Um, and you meet Tiki, who lives in the Bloom, Pal- Bloom Palace and allows you to um, create new forms for Krom and Sita and King and the other ones you eventually get uh, so you can learn new skills. Essentially, your weapons have skill inheritance or skills on them. The more you fight with them, the new you get new skills uh which eventually gives you the most important kind of one of the most important aspects is the sessions mm-hmm. which is where the blade session and shield session come from although shield session doesn't really fit cuz you don't do defensive sessions if that makes sense yeah um uh where you get a session skill that will link off of a certain type of attack and have you jump into combat and get a free attack Right. Um, My thing is, so uh, having played Persona 5, and you say this is very much like a Persona light experience, what I really, really liked about Persona 5 were the character interactions, like the interactions between characters. Uh, The battling was really fun too, but I'll, I'll get back to that. But really, like, there's a good chunk of this game that is spent interacting with characters. Is that in this game? Uh, And does the language barrier get in the way when you're having those interactions? Are those interactions still entertaining to you when you're playing the game? I'm just curious on that front. Uh, those interactions are still there. Um, Itsuki is your kind of common protagonist who seems to attract all the women, but doesn't seem to notice it. Mm. <laughs> okay. Like It's quite clear early on that Tsubasa is kind of in love with uh, Itsuki, because he's always been there for her. Um, one of the early things is that he was one of the few people who didn't treat her with kid gloves after her sister disappeared. And he's always been there for her. And um, Tuma comments on, makes very sly comments about he knows that uh, Tsubasa's in love with Itsuki, and he knows that Itsuki does not realize it. So he'll make comments that it's clear that he knows Tsubasa's in love with him, and Itsuki is oblivious to it, and some of the side stories with Ellie and Kiria kind of makes it look like they're kind of, if not fully, like half falling in love with him as well. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, There are fun interactions, and I've not noticed any um, issues with the dialogue, because all that stuff is pops up in text boxes. Uh So, um... You can sit and listen to the audio, but I mostly skip it because I've read through everything already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's the how's the writing in English? Does it feel strong? Like, is it entertaining on yeah. that front? Yep, feels like good translations. I've not noticed anything 
too abnormal. Nothing's really popped out at me. Okay, that's really cool. No, the Um, reason I ask is I I just remember I was with Persona Five. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna really dig the the character interactions, but I really have, and it and it hasn't really been because of the English VO. It's been just mainly the writing and the English VO helps, but you're right. Like if you're reading it, you're reading it quicker than they're saying it um, or at least processing it. Uh, So that's good. Um, But when it comes to the battles, we talked a little bit about sort of the structure of the battles and how you, you know, progress with, you know, session attacks and all that fun stuff. But are the battles, um, I remember in Persona 5, like you could kind of wrap them up pretty quick if you got a session together and you could kind of it kind of moved at a steady clip. Are the battles uh, relatively quickly paced in this one as well, or are they more laid back? Uh, yeah, at the point where I am, I pretty much, unless um, a certain character doesn't have the appropriate uh, session when I hit a um, uh, resist uh, res- resistance or uh, or something they can null or repel type thing. Um, I usually get a full session uh, with the quick sessions. It it snaps through those pretty quick. And for the most part, it doesn't take more than a round or two to finish up a battle. Okay. Uh, with near constant sessions. And um, so, and it could just be I'm a little overpowered and not pushing too fast, you know. But even so, each new chapter, because like I said, at a certain point, you stop really gaining experience from the older creatures. Uh, I think you get similar amount of weapon experience, depending on how much in battle they were. Mm-hmm. But you stop gaining straight up actual experience points. Uh, so I've usually moved on after that. And uh, the opponents might take two or three sessions instead of going all dead in one. Um, Itsuki gets, uh, there are what they call radiant skills eventually. Um, there's two leveling systems, your stage, uh, level and your normal level. And with the stage level, you get, uh, performer to create radiant skills, which are boosts that affect, um, that can affect everyone or at least affect that main character and like passive boosts that aren't skills you have to learn. And Itsuki early on gets the ability to chain sessions to additional enemies. Hmm. Uh, so I currently can kill up to three enemies in one session. Right. Oh, that's cool. Strong enough. Well, the, the thing so. related to so related to battles. So when you're going into the ideal sphere, those are like dungeons, similar to in Persona, where you you have the the literal dungeons that you're going into to kind of clear people's. Yes hearts or whatever so in this instance you are kind of navigating a dungeon and fighting monsters as they crop up that sort of thing yep okay and And like dungeons often themed off of where you are for the sphere okay like the first dungeon is um shibuya 106 which i think is like a tower possibly a movie theater in that tower but you're pretty much it's a fairly small dungeon that you're going up seven levels of and then you go up to the roof so, and then, like, another one's, like, the entire Shibuya area kind of looks like a city where you're going up and down, uh, running through blocks. Um, one that's based off of a TV station that looks like a TV set. Another based off another TV station that looks like an editing booth. So. 
Okay. Well, that's it. So uh, not to not that this was what we set out to do, but I mean, having discussed this, I am, you know, a interested more interested in the game for sure. I I think I'm I'd be more likely to pick it up, um, and and maybe even today, depending on on. Uh, well, my next question is basically: This is a Switch game. Uh, you play a lot of your Switch on the go. How do you find it runs in handheld mode fairly confidently? Or yeah, I mean. I'm not the high. I'm not the guy who needs it to run amazingly 1080p in handheld mode. Right. Well, and neither I am I. Play I mean, most I'm... of mine in my in my thing, and I've never noticed any issues in handheld mode with the game. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Do remember if you do decide to get it that it is a um, it, it does not autosave at all. So okay. you want to remember to go in and save, especially before a boss fight. Is saving you before you enter the boss room? Okay. Huh? Are, are they save rooms, or you can you save whenever you? No, choose? you can save. You can save whenever you want. It just doesn't auto save for you. Hmm. Um. Uh, smoke machines are your friends unless you feel confident in fighting savage enemies, which are random enemies that are super strong. Who can pop up? Smoke machines um, being an item you can purchase or something. Uh yeah, it's a escape from battle for free item you can purchase it after chapter after the start of chapter three i think or maybe it's chapter two a special vendor pops up where you can purchase them uh even before that i wasn't running that low on them uh because the enemies are on the world so you can actually dodge them but if you fail to dodge them a smoke machine if you don't want to risk taking on the savage enemies is useful okay Um, that's neat and and there are classic Fire Emblem things like um, Soul Caddy, Mistletane, or a couple of the weapons you can create for Krom. Uh, they don't look like the normal ones, but they are weapons in there. Uh, Gable, uh, one that you know, another uh, classic Fire Emblem weapon. Um, when you level up, it sounds just like Fire Emblem, with that ding, 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 ding. As each stat goes up, or only ding ding if you get very few stats. I don't know if they're preset level ups or if they're random, like in Fire Emblem or not. But cool. So no, I mean the game sounds cool. I remember when it came out on yeah. Wii U. I just I kind of jumped over it. I think it was just it didn't really appeal to me at the time. But having played Persona and yeah, I mean this game. It's Fire Emblem. I love Fire Emblem. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, we're in a lull right now. Like January and February are very calm in terms of games. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I've been... Yeah, so I'm tempted for sure uh, in the sense that uh, I, I would yeah. love to play a JRPG. And I'm so, more likely to play it in handheld mode just due to the fact that I... That's the reason I haven't gotten back into Persona 5 is I have to like sit down, turn the PS5 on. Oh, I got to save, la la, you know. So. Yeah 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 um also another thing that's in that they bring over from fire emblem is uh you can get master seals and class change your your mirages Mm. so so your mirages are are your partners that stick with you right it's not like persona where you're swapping them out um oh that's another that's one thing i like about the combat is um the mirages are the what essentially they're the weapons and the Fire Emblem characters attached to each of your up to seven characters. 
Um, and after you have, you can only have three characters on the stage or in the battle at a time. Um, you eventually get a, get a radiant skill that allows them to jump in if they're in the quote-unquote subcast. So if they're not in the battle, they can jump in during sessions. And you can swap characters in and out to hit, uh, hit weaknesses, because weaknesses are what start a session. Uh, as you need to. Hmm. So, with no penalty, without losing your turn, you can swap from Subasa to Mamori if you need an axe unit type thing. Oh, okay. Uh, you can't swap Itsuki out, but everyone else you can swap out as you need to. Okay. Good to know. So, and this is uh, um, one of my last. This is my last question. So, in terms of the game. In terms of it getting going, is it like a slow ramp up or does it kind of just have a, a steady clip right from the beginning? Because sometimes RPGs take some time to get going. Just curious if this one has like a yeah. right out the gates type thing. I felt it was fa- fairly steady. Um, it's not until the end of chapter two, I think, that you get your fourth character. Um, it felt fairly steady and it's not till like chapter four till you get the last character to join you. Uh, so it does take a bit of time to ramp up. Um, or maybe it was chapter, end of chapter one where you got the fourth character. I think that's when Kyria joins you. End of chapter one, not chapter two. Then end of chapter, or beginning of chapter three, you get the fourth. It, it all blends together. But I felt it moved pretty decent pace. Um, you have intermissions at the end of each chapter where you can go around and do side stories and... Uh, random requests that characters have and level up some more if you feel you need to um as opera warned in um discord um for you i definitely if you get it recommend playing on easy uh because the bosses tend to have pretty heavy uh difficulty spikes at least on normal Mm -hmm. um and i've noticed the spikes i've managed for the most part to get the bosses most times by the time I get there, because I'm killing every enemy I encounter. Uh, but you can avoid enemies if you want to try and rush through things. Because, uh, like you, like I said, the enemies appear on it. You can slash with your sword, knock them down, and run around them if you want. Which is something I use in the lower dungeons a lot. If I'm running back to try and find something. Okay. You know? Um, but I thought it built up pretty uh, efficiently, pretty well. Cool. Well, no, I'm uh, excited. We got a chance to talk about it. If I get a chance to to yeah. play it, um, we'll and, probably talk more about it for sure. Yep. I do want to go quickly over one thing. Um, sure. I know there was talk about this being based off of the original U.S. version, which was censored. I've not noticed any issue with the censorship. There's some weird choices, uh, like the um, the Fire Emblem villain that is controlling Ayaha, uh Subasa's sister is Aversa. Um and in her design she's kind of turned into a horse horse herself, but uh she has a skimpy bit skimpy bikini top as her outfit. And in the cutscene for her, they cover that up with shadow. But it's right there in the battle right after in the in game cutscene beforehand. Or in you know before you go to the actual animated cutscene, weird mm-hmm. stuff like that. 
Um, later on, Subasa gets a outfit that would actually be the one I was referring to earlier. Uh, essentially, it looks like a bride dress, bridal dress, uh, except for censorship. They painted her chest one. They didn't add more cloth. They painted her chest one. You can still still see the breast cleavage, the cleavage line, but it's just all painted white. I think I did see that post. I mean, this was um, when this game launched. This was one of those things that that really really frustrated uh some folks and i mean it's interesting to see it still it's still be present um but yeah and, censorship's and i think a... the biggest reason this was mentioned before is the fact that the switch version japan doesn't even get the stuff that was cut uh like the um chapter two uh, which is about a photographer. Apparently, part of it was reverse shots or whatever, something like that, which is kind of like... Uh, Risque photos. Penthouse light, you yeah. know. Victoria's Secret lingerie model, modeling type thing, is from what I understand. Um, shots like that. And in you know the U.S. version, they cut all that and changed the pictures along the wall there. Right, but I didn't notice any issue with it or a difference with it, you know. Well, the original. This is the thing; like a lot of people call it censorship. Um, I mean, it is localization, and it's the company's choice to decide what they do. Like, I don't know, um, but I see both sides of the conversation for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know; it's tough. I, I think whenever these conversations come up, I don't know if I. I have all the knowledge necessary. I think it's silly to make changes um, outside of like cultural differences where, you know, a, a reference might not make any sense uh, in North America and vice versa. I know Animal Crossing was one of those games that they struggled with uh, because there was a lot of stuff in it that very much applied to Japanese gamers, but just wouldn't be understood over here. But we are, mm-hmm. we are a much smaller world now where... I don't feel, and you can create games that are very Japanese and then bring them over to North America and gamers just, they latch onto it, they understand it and it's fine. The world has not ended because we don't get that one joke, but yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, for some of it, it's like the, um, choices. I'm not sure why they choose them because we have Victoria C or sports illustrated things. We have beaches where people go around in bikinis. Why are you? you cutting that you know unless it's going to you know if you submit it and it gets a higher rating than you would like then edit it because of rating but you know well oftentimes that is the case for localization is they will they will change things that we often question but it could be strictly to keep the what is this game probably a t i would imagine um probably if not a not lower yeah but maybe you know sexual sexuality and sexual references maybe that's what causes the m rating or would have caused the m rating um but it also goes back to the fact and this is uh this is an even longer deeper conversation outside of just fire emblem but um for some reason in this continent we are cool with blood and guns and all that and that getting us an m rating but you know sexual references you know uh the human body to any certain extent causes mass hysteria in terms of that oh, sort of thing there's there is that and maybe they did really they did submit it and it got a 
M rating initially, and that's why they went back and made these changes. But I haven't seen anything indicating. Mm-hmm. It, my, my issue is more that from what I've understood and heard is, you know, they in, in this one, it doesn't bother me much. And most of the time, it doesn't bother me much. But it's uh, when you change it before uh, the ratings board has rated it, it's like, why? Submit it as is. If it gets doesn't get the rating you want, adjust it then to get the rating you want. Well, that's... Um... I mean, that, that gets yeah. into game development and the time it takes to make those changes. And these companies, uh, Nintendo especially, like they, they know the ESRB in, in terms of what gets them certain ratings. They have probably teams dedicated within Nintendo Publishing to say, no, like I know if you submit this, it's going to give us an M and we're aiming for a T. So just you're going to have to change it before we even submit it, right? Like... Yeah, and I'm they not in the ratings board, so I don't know exactly how it works, but a lot of the times it feels like we have games from America in America that are that have what they've changed as it was, was you know, have what they end up editing out in American games that are T ratings mm-hmm. still, you know. Right, no, and I mean... There are teen games that that have. I mean, Fire Emblem Heroes is one of those ones where I think it's an E, or maybe like something around. That. Maybe they don't. Even, I don't even know if they rate uh, mobile games, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's one of those things that continues to pop up, and I feel like this game being on the Wii, being a Wii U version, maybe this is the easiest way to port it. I don't know, but say la vie, I suppose. We'll certainly see what comes of this in the future, but that was more my way of saying is I don't see any issues with the censorship. It's not doesn't feel any worse not getting the version that I never knew. Never it's not game breaking, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Doesn't hurt your enjoyment, but no, I mean for yeah. some people, knowing what they're not getting does cause some physical anguish. So uh... yeah, if if there was anything that might have been game breaking, it would have been the. Um, possibly to do with the change of chapter two uh from you know risque modeling to normal modeling and that felt perfectly fine and normal to me Mm -hmm. you know didn't feel like it lost anything and might have even might even be stronger than the original setup i don't know for sure not having played the original but Mm -hmm. all right well, um, anything else for at this time for Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE Encore? No, I think that covers it. Maybe even more than I intended to cover to some degree. No, I'm I'm glad we talked about it because I am I am closer to looking at this game. I can basically get it at thirty dollars off with a coupon I have, so I'm kind of tempted. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, certainly, let us know if if you've if you're enjoying Tokyo Mirage Sessions. And this, I think, marks our longest episode of uh, Summoner's Call. So let's set the record at 148. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. I mean, there was someone on Discord who was more than willing to let us go eight hours a day, five days a week. That's true. But that's a lot. I don't know if that's I can do that. That's a lot. And I think I technically make more yearly on my current job. So I kind of need to keep that. Yeah, I would be taking a pay cut for sure. But uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll think about it. We'll get back to you. Probably not. But 
we we're yeah. we're really happy that you enjoy the content and if you've lasted this long with this episode and you're enjoying all our discussions um definitely let us know uh, i will plug the discord again bit.ly slash tgi discord the fire emblem channel is always hopping and i'm really glad everyone's enjoying tokyo mirage sessions uh and i hope you enjoy this episode so thanks for listening tune in next week we'll be back with even more great stuff out realm gate will be filled with sacred stones content i can i i'm promising you that i'm going to play it eddie remind me uh midweek just in case i forget <laughs> All right. You folks. have it. You you're even bit more able to play it than I am because you can do it. Uh, out. Yeah, and I brought my 3ds. I was traveling for work. I brought my 3ds and I never booted up. I was so exhausted. Uh, I was working nine hour uh, shifts on my feet, talking all day, and I all I all I did is I want to go back to the hotel and I just watched Watchmen, uh, <laughs> and I made it through the entire series in my five days of travel. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that was my. So, that was my time spent. If, if you want to ramble for half an hour, we might get the Mythic trailer, Mythic Banner. <laughs> I don't, I know, I don't, but it's exciting that I'm we'll get the Mythic there. Banner. No, but I, I don't in the sense we, we that I... We don't know for sure, but... I'm going to sit here out, and, like, and look at a, a purchase screen for Tokyo Mirage Sessions and think, no, is this something I have time to play or could make time to play? I'm kind of like in between games now. Anyways, I'll let Discord push me over the edge. Uh, I might even go and post in Discord and be like, we just recorded a two-hour conversation that I'll post tomorrow, but what do you guys think? <laughs> Anyways, we're getting off track here. Uh, we're going to call it there. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. Enjoy your uh, Mirage sessions and all that fun stuff. Bye. Bye.